0: the rest of Dr. Watson's story in just a second, but let me tell you something. If you're going to have chicken for dinner tomorrow night, or or any night, don't forget to serve that chicken with Petri California Sauterne. Believe me, Petri Sauterne is just about the last word in white wines. It's beautifully golden in color, it's delicate and intriguing in flavor, and it's just, well, you taste it and see for yourself. If you want a delicious white wine, you certainly want Petri Sauterne. Well, Doctor, again you broke off your story at the most exciting point. Did you and Sherlock Holmes reach that church inside the twenty minutes? Yes, Mr. Bartell,
1: we did! But the other carriage was there before us! Holmes went into the church after telling me to guard to the outside. I must have waited ten minutes or more before Mr. Joffrey Norton and Miss Adler came out, spoke a few words to each other, and then left! Then, there, and there, in separate conveyances. Moments later, Holmes, still dressed as a stable hand, came striding out of the church and down the steps towards me. He was obviously very excited!
2: Watson! Watson! Have they left? Yes! In separate cabs! I overheard them
1: say they were going back to his office, and she said, I'll drive out to the park at five o'clock, as usual!
2: Splendid. Then come on... We can return to Baker Street. What happened inside the church, Holmes? They were married. MARRIED?! Of course! The ceremony would have been illegal if performed after noon. That accounted for their wild dash to the church. Jump into the cab, old fella.
0: now,
2: Governor. 221B, Baker Street. Oh, so
1: they got married, eh?
2: Yes. And it may amuse you to know that I acted as a witness at the ceremony. You did? But how did that happen? (gasps) Their own witness had failed to appear and I was dragged into the breach. The bride gave me this Sovereign as a memento, and I, uh, think I'll wear it on my watch chain in memory of the occasion. What an amazing situation!
1: These things are being to look better for the king, don't they? Now that she's Mrs. Norton, no chance that she won't want to expose his majesty after all.
2: I hope so, Watson. I hope so. But well, we can't afford to take any chances. I think it's... Time is ripe for us to come to closer grips with the lady. Well, Holmes, now that we've eaten, perhaps you'll tell me your plan. With pleasure, my dear fellow. And while I'm doing so, I'll proceed with applying the makeup for my new disguise. ANOTHER DISGUISE? What will it be this time? I think the character and appearance of an amiable, simple-minded, non-conformist clergyman would be the most suited to my plan for entering Miss Adler's house.
1: (laughs) You're... (laughs) you're going to try and
2: enter, then? I must, dear fellow. I'm sure the photograph is in there. Miss Adler, or rather, Mrs. Norton, will return from her drive in the park at 6:30 we must be at bryne lodge to meet her and what then you must leave that to me i've already made arrangements there is only one point on which i must insist you must not interfere come what may you understand
1: i'm to remain neutral
2: yes yes absolutely there will but be I hate some Oh what? (laughs) Don't join now. (laughs) It will end in my being (laughs) conveyed into the house. As soon as I am able to, I shall open one of the windows. You are to watch from outside. When I raise my hand, you will throw an object, that I shall give you, through the window, and at the same time cry, FIRE! You follow me? Entirely, but what am I to throw? Oh, it's nothing very formidable. Here it is. Oh, looks like a great big cigar. An ordinary plumber's smoke rocket, fitted with a cap at either end to make itself lighting. Your task is confined to throwing it through the window. When you raise the cry of fire, it will be taken up by quite a number of people. You may then walk to the end of the street and I'll rejoin you in 10 minutes. I hope I've made myself clear. Perfectly. Good. Now, old fella, as soon as I've done my clerical attire, let's be on our way. There's no time to be lost.
1: It's nearly 6.30, Holmes. We've been pacing up and down the front of our house for an hour and a half now. I hope she does come back. I'm sure she will.
2: There seems to be a lot of loafers hanging around her gate. How part of my conspiracy, old chap. You'll see them play their parts in a few minutes. You still think the photograph is inside the house? Yes. It's most unlikely that she carries it about her. Remember, the King told us it was a large, framed picture. And also, remember that she planned to use it within a few days. It must be where she can lay her hands on it. It must be inside her house. But her house has been burgled! Twice! Oh, They didn't know how to look! How will you look? I won't. I'll get her to show me. Oh, she'll refuse! She won't be able to. Shh, shh! Here she comes to the carriage now. Remember, Watson, carry out my orders to the letter. You can trust me. Good luck.
3: Good luck. Blimey! Here comes the Duchess of Tidleyboinks. Let's put out a carpet. She might get her tootsies wet.
1: Get it, Alfie, leave him alone.
4: She's no better than she
1: ought to be. Please, please, let me through. I live here.
3: Well, ain't that nice? Well, I'll come in and have a cup of cocoa.
2: <sighs> Move out of the way, please, and let the lady through.
1: Damn business! just you
4: call us,
3: turn the wrong way around, you can't spoil our fun. That's right, eh? Keep your nose out of it, Paulson.
4: Stop shoving! Stop you shoving, will ya? Yep. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: please, please, don't fight about it. I'll, I'll tell you what. Stop molesting the lady, please. <laughs> Do
3: ya? Then how would you like a biff on the nose, Mister Clergyman?
4: No. <laughs> oh, he hit the poor man! And then he, he ran away! The coward! Is the clergyman badly hurt?
0: He hit his head, ma'am. As as he fell. If you ask me, he's hurt pretty bad.
1: Ah, he's bleeding something terrible.
0: Can we bring him in? He can't lie here in the street. Oh, why, of course. Bring him in. Right you are, Mum.
3: Come here, Bert! Right now! Give us a hand!
2: <laughs> hmm. Co cool, poor do you
1: see what happened to him, mister? Over the door, like. Yes! He's, I saw a good woman! <laughs> a very convincing demonstration! <laughs> what you mean? Won't you, uh. Paid by a certain gentleman for this performance. Oh, you know about it, too. You must be a friend of Mr. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yes, I am! Nice gentleman. He give us five barb apiece for tonight's work. We ain't through yet, though. We gotta start yelling fire when somebody tells us. i met somebody, my dear! There! It's Mr. Holmes now! He's inside the house! Yes, he's opening the window! Now he's raising his hand! That's my signal! Now to throw! <groans> ah, there we go! FIRE! <laughs>
4: Alright, we all <laughs> need to do this together, right? 3, two, 1... FIRE! 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 FIRE!
3: FIRE!
2: FIRE! fire. Are. Have you the photograph? No, but I know where it is. She showed me, as I told you she would.
1: <sighs> well, I'm still in the dark.
2: There's no mystery, old chap. When my accomplices started the round street, I had little more... <laughs> I had a little from my hand. My good friend Alfie pretended to strike me. I clapped my hands to my head and I fell down. It's an old trick. Yes, I understand that, but how did my throwing the
1: rocket help you?
2: Believe me, it was all important, my dear fellow. When a woman thinks her house is on fire, her instinct is at once to rush for the thing that she values most. A married woman grabs her baby. An unmarried one reaches for her jewel box. In this case, of course, it was a photograph. Where was it? In a recess in the living room, just above the right-hand bell pole, I caught a glimpse of it as she drew it out. When I made it known that the fire was a false alarm, she replaced the photograph. And as soon as I was able to, I advised her that I was feeling well enough to leave. You didn't take the photograph then? No. I felt that over-precipitance at this stage might ruin everything. What do we do now? Drive to the Langham Hotel and inform His Majesty of what has happened. Then, return here with him. And after that, my dear chap, the case will be ended.
1: This is Barony Lodge, Your Majesty.
3: I'm all impatient. You are certain the photograph will still be there, Mr.
2: Holmes? (laughs) I have every reason to believe so, Your Majesty. I
3: must confess, this is going to be something of ordeal.
2: Then I suggest that you let me do the talking, Your Majesty. I think I know how to handle the lady.
4: Mr. Sherlock Holmes, I believe.
2: Yes, uh, I am Mr. Holmes, but but how did you know who?
4: My who mistress it was? told me you were likely to call. She's left for the continent with her husband.
1: You mean she's left England?
4: Never to return.
3: Then the papers and the photograph—all all is lost.
2: We'll soon see. Follow me.
4: She said you were looking for something. I hope you find it.
2: This was the bell rope. Sliding panel behind it. Uh huh. Mhm. Yep. Here it is. As is, is the photograph there, Mr. Holmes. There is a photograph, Your Majesty, but it's, um, a photograph of the lady alone. Here's a letter. It's addressed to me. What does it say, Holmes? (sighs) My dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes, you really did it very well until after the fire alarm. I had no suspicion. But then, when I realized how I'd betrayed myself, I began to think. I had been warned that if the king employed an agent, he would certainly employ you. May I congratulate you on your disguise as a dear old clergyman? Great Scott! She was much more clever than you thought, Holmes!
3: Yah, yah, go on. What else does it say?
2: My husband and I both thought that the best recourse was flight, so you will find the nest empty. As to the photograph of the king and myself, his majesty, may he rest in peace. Oh, thank goodness for that. I love and am loved by a better man than he. I leave another photograph, however, that he might care to possess. And I remain, dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes, very truly yours. Irene Norton, nay, Adler. ha! Huh. What a woman, Watson. What a woman. What a magnificent woman. Ha! <laughs> ah! She fooled me completely. But... Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Your Majesty. I've... I've been unable to bring your business to a more successful conclusion.
3: On contrary, there's, uh, nothing could be more successful. I know that Irene's world is inviolate. The incriminating photograph is now safe as if it was in the fire. Ha ha ha.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear your majesty say so.
3: I'm immensely indebted to you. Pray tell me in what way I can reward you. Uh, this barrel ring that I wear, I should be proud to...
2: Your Majesty has something that I should value even more highly.
3: You have but name it.
2: This photograph, sir. A rinsed photograph?
3: But certainly. However, you must let me give you something more substantial.
2: Oh, no, 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 Your Majesty. This is something I shall treasure all my life. This and a golden sovereign I received from the lady's hand. They'll remind me that I was once tricked by a woman. A woman I shall never forget.
0: Gee, Doctor, what a woman, that Miss Adler. Or should I say, Mrs. Norton. (sighs) That's the kind of woman I could really go for.
1: Yes, I believe you could. Just between ourselves, you know, I sort of, um, <clears throat> sort of could go for her myself. Uh,
4: Dan oh, we Rose. Lost Dan Rose. She was intelligent. Oh, oh. we <laughs> lost Dan. She was Yep. Yeah. I'll resume uh, Dan's, Dan's <laughs> announcer role until uh, okay. and, until he comes back. Uh, Sounds good. All right. She was intelligent. She was rich! And beautiful. That's the kind of woman you want sitting next to you in front of a cozy fire on a nippy fall night. Just the three of you. The three of you? Mm Mm-hmm. You, she, and a glass of Petri Port.
1: (laughs) Oh, Mr. Bartell, you shill.
4: (laughs) Well, (laughs) why not? Oh, gracious me. Petri, California port is some wine. Boy, that Petri family knows how to make some good wine, all right, and no wonder. Look at all the experience they've had ever since they started the Petri business. Am I pronouncing that right, anybody? Petri, Petri? I believe it's Petri. Uh, What do you say, Dad? Way back in the 1800s, the (laughs) Petri family has handed down from father to son, from father to son. The art of selecting perfect, sun-ripened California grapes and making them into clear, fragrant, delicious wine. Those letters, P-E-T-R-I, on the label of every bottle of Petri wine are the personal assurance of the Petri family that every drop of wine in that bottle is good wine. It's gotta be, because Petri took time to bring you good wine. Well, Dr. Watson, that was a great story you told us tonight. I thought you'd like it, Mr. Bartell.
1: That's why I plan to tell you the sequel to it next week!
4: <laughs> Back to Dan. A sequel? Say, that sounds exciting, Doctor.
1: Oh, I think you'll find
4: it proves to be, Mr. Bartell.
1: The story takes place 20 years after tonight's adventure. Once again, the principal part was played by a woman. Only in this case, it isn't Irene Adler. It's her daughter! Oh, and, uh, Mr. Bartell, before I go, I want to remind all our listeners that they owe real great gratitude to the selective service boards of these communities and their communities at this moment the selective service boards are working harder than ever making sure everyone's returning veteran knows his rights and privileges and the boards are helping him take full advantage of those rights and privileges they're helping veterans i might become a sellout to the government
2: <laughs> <laughs> Should I take the
0: outro? It's like job. Yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tonight's Sherlock Holmes adventure was written by Dennis Green and Anthony Boucher and is an adaptation of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's story, A Scandal in Bohemia. Music is by none of these people because we don't have the rights to any of it. Uh, and <laughs> appears courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and Mr. Bruce through the courtesy of Universal Pictures where they are now starring in the Sherlock Holmes series. Uh the Petrie Wine Company of San Francisco, California invites you to tune in again next week, same time, same station. Sherlock Holmes comes to you from our Hollywood Studios.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fantastic. <laughs> Sorry for the tech trouble tonight. <laughs> it happens. So goes. Dan, you
4: got one more line. Oh, I closed the script. I don't know what it is. <laughs> this is Harry Bartell saying good night for the Petrie family. For a solid hour of exciting mystery dramas, listen every Monday on most of these same stations at 8 o'clock to Bulldog Drummond, followed immediately by Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> this has been a mutual rise system.
2: <laughs>
4: Alright, that was really good. I think we're getting the hang of us. <laughs>